0: Welcome to the Indie Experts Podcast, where we're unlocking all the secrets you need to know about
1: writing, producing and publishing non-fiction books that really work hard for authors. Join Dixie and Anne as they help you navigate all the tricks, traps and the majestic tapestry of storytelling as a means of sharing your expertise to your market.
2: So welcome, everyone. It's really great to be here again on another Sunny Thursday. And uh, we're talking today about the book launch process and what happens about getting up towards the time that your book is uh, ready to launch. We've covered a lot of that in the past. So today we're going to talk specifically about what happens after the book is ready to be launched and promoted, etc. So I'm going to just... Uh, Uh, very quickly introduce Bronwyn uh, is going to be joining us uh, sorry Bronwyn is with us and we're going to talk to her more specifically about her book launch a few weeks ago but what I want to do is just walk you all through a little bit of what actually goes on with regards to a book launch um, and, and the process that we kind of follow so this is basically in a nutshell what happens and this is what what we kind of do at this end is follow this process. So, everything about publishing is obviously a journey. So, in particular, what we want to do is make sure that we are ready to upload. Once the files are created, we have uh, files that are um, created in EPUB, KDP, and PDF. And we load them differently in each of the Draft to Digital, Ingram Spark, Amazon, and the Amazon Kindle option. And so kind of mostly you don't have to worry about most of this because we take care of all of that. But in the general sense, if you have files that are not ready for loading, then this can be a really challenging process. And so if you're um, thinking that you can just simply take a Word file, load it up to Amazon and get everything done that way, it used to be that you could do it that easily. Nowadays, you really do need to have the correct type of file. And um, actually, Anne, can I just open it up for you to you for a second? And can you very quickly explain what the difference is between an EPUB or a PDF file? Because they do function
3: slightly differently, don't they? Um, yes. Well, an EPUB is you know if you're looking on you know iBooks or anything like that, um, an EPUB will flow to whatever you've got your settings at so you know if you're like me and your vision's not as great as it used to be you might have you know your type size set a, a bit bigger it won't actually when you're looking at the page it won't look like the printed book it'll flow to what you've got your settings at whereas a pdf is exactly that it's a pdf of the um actual layout in the print book and you can't get it to flow so if you're reading it on a phone you've got a whole page as a pdf and you're trying to read like that, um, really difficult. But yeah, that's the main difference. I mean, the words are all there, everything's still the same. But an EPUB, it flows to how you've got your device set up.
2: Yep, and and the other thing to note actually is that if you um, if you're doing it yourself and you want to um, create your own KDP files, you can do that. But it still pays to actually work with a professional designer and work um, through. Um, what you what kind of file specifics you need to have so the diy option is really only for those who are um, pretty darn good at knowing how yep. to do all of this
3: so and yeah. the other thing to sort of note is even when we i mean we do these things every day, and even when we're uploading to kindle or wherever the amount of times that'll come up with an error and the guys have to fix something and it'll be something very small related to color or some other technical thing that i have absolutely no about no idea about because i don't do the tech side of things but you know these guys are doing it every day and it can be incredibly frustrating if Mm. you're trying to do it on your own um and work out what the problem is so it's just another thing to think about
2: we even had a thing the other day where um uh you know, those of us who are quite exper- think of us ourselves as being quite experienced at this, um, turned around the other day and had a file that was all good to go. Um, this the spine size was very slightly different because of the paper that was being chosen. Um, you know, as a premium paper versus a standard paper choice, and um, that can be just enough, with just a couple of millimeters out, to just upset the entire Apple Cart when it comes to uploading. So. You know, it is something that can be really problematic. But once we get the files uploaded, then we move on to the next bit, which is all about um, basically getting ready to put everything through social media. So you need to be doing things like creating memes, creating your landing pages, getting ready for um, all of the promotional push that you're going to be doing. And so Facebook, LinkedIn, um, YouTube, if you're going to do a YouTube video, All of those sort of areas, plus, of course, going back to Amazon, having an author page is really important. And um, having having an ability for people who are interested in what you've got to say, being able to access content that you're wanting to share with them. So as we've talked before, the landing pages on your website need to be a before you launch book, um, or before your book is available, so for pre-orders, and then once your book has gone past its launch date, then it's still a matter of directing people to that page to say, this is the book, this is where you can get it, load it here or, or download here or go through to whichever of, you know, book depository or Barnes & Noble, Amazon or whatever that you want to buy it through. So this is the direction to buy. And then um, you're having an after, um, once the book is finished, the after page so that people with the call to action that you've set in place, whether it's to go back and order um, sign up for your workshop, sign up for your, um, your programs, uh, get more information about your extra book, book you as a speaker, do all of the call to action stuff. That then comes into the after the purchase part. So that's an, a separate landing page. Then you might have um, your media tease page, which has got a, a little bit of information that's specific to the media. And then um, you might also have links, obviously, there to your um, social media sites and your workshops or your online programs. So once you've moved into that phase and your book is in pre-launch mode, um, which is usually about seven days, seven to ten days is a good average time for pre-launch, we make sure that the, um, the the book is all live and ready to go Uh, All of the files are updated and uploaded in the appropriate time. And then it's over to you and us and and everybody concerned in your pre-launch team to uh, push it, make sure that it's out there, talk about the book as much as possible, get as many people as possible to order the book so that by the time you go live, that you are ready to hit hit the ground running Aim for getting into you know the top number one position. Your PR is ready to click into place and everything's all geared up so that on launch date, your book is already performing. Now, one of the things that um, we were really excited about doing a few weeks ago was getting involved with being part of Bronwyn's uh, launch plan and, and her team. Now, we've talked a lot about having a team. So your team might include people like, your, um, your beta readers, your reviewers, your friends, uh, your family. The idea is, is that you push it out to everybody you can possibly push it out to, to make sure that when your book is in pre-launch mode, it is ready to go. But I want to talk to Bronwyn specifically. Welcome, Bronwyn. Bronwyn the, is just the author of uh, two fantastic books. Uh, Big, sorry, Small Company, Big Crisis is the book that she launched just a few weeks ago. So Bronwyn, small company, big business, was launched a couple of years ago. And so what we have done is now follow that up with book number two. So Bronwyn, you did some fantastic things with a live launch event. Tell us about that. Um, because of COVID and because
0: we wanted to be organized quite a long way out, um, we decided to do an online launch. Um, I just didn't have the brain space or the emotional energy to deal with cancellings and shutdowns and whatever. So I arranged for the online launch. And what I did was I got, I I managed to get Kate Carnell to do the um, forward to the book. I don't know if any of you know Kate Carnell. She was the inaugural Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman very high profile in small business circles in Australia and a bit of a political heavy hitter. Um, and I also had um, one of my mentors, Andrew Griffiths, who is also a very prolific uh, business author. So I had them as my two headline speakers on the launch. I then got uh, recruited a variety of other people. Um, I had a lady called um, Kirsten whose family business had been wiped out. They were banana growers. So their family business had been wiped out by Cyclone. Um, so what they did was turn to making flour out of the green bananas. So now oh. that's a multi-million dollar business. So that was a, a wonderful example of somebody who turned a crisis into um, you know, a, a thriving business. And I just had a couple of other people like that who had managed to turn Crisis into a successful business. So it was just a really good illustration. And, of course, they were all friends of mine, so it was a little bit like a a warm chat rather than a a big official and formal book launch, so it was lovely. Um, Also with the launch, I had a lovely person helping me, devoted only to the launch. Um, Her name was Kirsty Appleton. Um, we did have a bit of a, a whoopsie, of course, the day before or two days before where we, I didn't realise that the files were up and ready to go for pre-ordering. So at the last minute I was hitting the phones and I literally texted everybody in my contact list on my iPhone, <laughs> literally. Um, the other thing, Dixie mentioned the team. I managed to recruit onto my team a couple of people who had really large mailing lists. And those people were kind enough to send out an email to their entire mailing list using their credibility with the the pre-order link. So that made a huge difference um so if you, if you can get a couple of people like that and of course Anne and Dixie were sending out to their lists as well but yeah one, one of the ladies in particular has a very very large list and a very loyal following so if she said jump they'd all say how high so when she said pre-order this book they all did which was great <laughs>
2: um, um Roman, when when you made a decision about having a online event and as opposed to having a live event. Did you have any um, people that w- weren't quite sure how that was going to work of the people that you had coming along to, to be part of that, Did you have kind of questions about, well, how does that even work? Like, what is that? Um, not so
0: much Dixie, because by the time we got to my launch in April this year, we'd all, we were all very Zoom friendly. Right. Um, so as soon as I said, we're just going to have an online launch via Zoom, everybody, was was pretty cool with that though yeah i understand zoom um yeah <laughs> and, uh i had kirsty in the background running the zoom event she was the host and you know doing all the the back ends um and i could i could be the front person it was it was really good we, i mean we had a, the, the usual tech glitch in the first few minutes and hmm. but we got through that and um we all got a glass of champagne and Posted Toast, the author toasted the <laughs> champagne
2: online which was lovely <laughs> yeah and so when you had people um, lining up to be part of your team did you did you need to educate them about what that was all about or did most of the people just kind of get it no. like what went into telling them what they needed to do
0: I had an email that uh, we sent out to those people that we wanted to be on this pre-launch team and it just explained what the pre-launch team was uh what they were expected to do and they had the option to opt in or opt out
2: Mm. and the the other question is, is that having had so much success with your online launch have you now gone ahead and done anything about doing a live event even just in your own town or at an event that you've been speaking at
0: no i haven't and um it's not beyond the realms of possibility, Dixie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how long the book's been out. You can do a launch anytime. So I haven't got any big speaking events coming up. So um,
2: I haven't done anything about that yet. That's cool. Now, the other thing that you have done incredibly well is you've you've created some extra um, zing around how you get your book out to people and, you know, making a big, you know, noise about it. Cause what we, what we did really well was get the book to perform really well. So it was already a number one bestseller had all of the appropriate badges on Amazon for that when it was, you know, already at launch week. So you've gone ahead and done something that I didn't even know you could do with Amazon and some stickers and things like that. Share us with with us, what you do to promote your book and how you send it out. Yeah, that's cool. I got these little stickers. To put on the so before I post
0: out a book, I just put one of those stickers on the front. Then I also uh, created some other collateral to go with it. So that's a bookmark that goes in it, and you can see it's got a um, QR code on it. That QR code goes to the book page on my website. There's also a um, little thank you card little thank you postcard which just asks you asks the reader to pass it on uh, you know recommend it to others give me an amazon review right and then i got made some so these are the for the books that i'm sending out okay so i mean i don't i don't even know if i've sold any off my website at all all the books that i'm giving out are uh promotional copies effectively i got this um, wrapping paper done. So uh, it's, I've, I went a bit sparse with the um, with the printing. You can get it. That's thirty percent. So that's thirty percent coverage. But I, if I do it again, I, I'd go up from thirty percent coverage. So every book goes out with the sticker, with the postcard, with the um, thingy, and then I actually got a couple of other little stickers made as well. I made all of my Book um, sleeves to send them out. I made them all out of recycled cardboard, and so the um, so I mean I'm practicing what I preach in the book. <laughs> so every every um, you know book sleeve has a little recycled cardboard sticker on it, and it has a, a you know just a sticker on the back with my BR. Um, yeah, that's that's so that's what I've done. Uh, And then around each of those, around each of those, I just put a little white ribbon in a bow. Right. I'm trying to convey the impression that this book is really valuable to me and it should be really valuable to them as well.
2: And are you getting feedback from people who are receiving that? Um, And because one of the things that I know you can do really well, and I'm not sure if you've done this, but getting people to sometimes say, hey, can you, when you get it, can you just video yourself opening it up and getting excited, etc. cetera. Um, have you had anyone do that sort of thing No, you? I haven't had
0: any videos. I've got lots of photos, Dixie, but I haven't. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll ask people to video themselves. I've
2: admitted to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just getting people talking about what you're doing, getting people, you know, getting excited. I love the fact that you're also asking in your postcard um, or your little card thing um, to please go online and leave reviews because you've actually got a lot of re- great reviews on Amazon for your book already and it's only been out two or three, was it two or three weeks? A month. Um, time's going so fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. The um, Joe's just suggested that you could actually make a video out of the photos which is actually a great idea. If you've got people that yeah. have got photos, just actually do that, linking, both, linking of that would be great. Yeah. Um, and um, so um, when you, one of the things that we get asked a lot is uh, how, you know, whether people should have a um, a live event or whether they should, you know, have a book launch at all. And what you, what you may or may not notice is that a lot of really, really successful authors don't even bother with a book launch anymore because um, as opposed to the going online and doing the live, uh, sorry, the Zoom event, which I think is really valuable. A lot of people are opting now not to do a big event in a, in a pub or a club or a bar or a cafe or whatever, simply because it turns into being a little bit like a child's birthday party. You know, everyone turns up for the one-year-old's birthday party because the parents, you know, really want you to because they're really proud of their baby, um, and they want some photos for it. But at the end of the day, the child doesn't ma- the child doesn't know about it, and the child doesn't really care. And it's probably at, you know one or two years old quite happy to just carry on sleeping through the cake cutting ceremony and that's kind of what happens a lot with book launches so you pay all of this money it's a great party but unless the press or the or the, the media are already really interested in waiting impatiently for your book to come out because there's you know already lots of hype around it an actual book launch event can just be something that's really expensive and um really nice for the author but after, you know, two or three books, you sort of get to the point where you think, mm, not sure that that's worth it. But then going back and doing what Bronwyn did as a, well, let's kind of just do a one hour thing where we just collaborate with a few of the people who have been involved or or who are relevant to this and just making a, uh, a, a an online event happen can be so much more rewarding and in actual fact, give you extra video footage, extra ability to send out information that's relevant to your book and your book book launch afterwards. And you can do so much with that, which is really cool. Um, Jules, you've been in PR for a long, long time. Jules Brooks, it's wonderful to see you here. Thank you for being here. Um, And Jules is our wonderful PR specialist that we call on all the time for anything to do with PR. Jules, you've been to a number of book launches over the years. You have a number of authors in your your friends and fan base. Tell me what your thoughts are around book launches.
1: Um, I'm pretty much with you. It was interesting that you were saying that because, um, personally, I think that events, is, uh, if you want an event to sort of gather together friends and people that have been involved, great. But in terms of getting the media there, I just think that the chances these days are incredibly slim, unless, as you say, you know, you've built up a lot of hype around it. So I would save, I would save that money and use it to maybe, you know, I mean, if you wanted to do something, maybe you could... Um, If you're in the same area, invite some journalists out for lunch or something and do a one-on-one with them or a one-on-three, but I think that would be better use of the money than running an actual event. I'm not a huge fan of them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Doing like a one-on-one or a one-on-three, if the topic is right and you've done the right things with your press release, then obviously you're going to get a lot more interest When do you think is a good time to start the press machine for a book launching?
1: Well before,
2: well well after, or somewhere in the middle?
1: I believe that because most of you are writing books to try and raise your own profile, that you should try and get out there early with what it is that you are wanting to be known as a thought leader in. So you don't necessarily have to talk about the book, but you can talk about your ideas around whatever. And then as the book comes out, take the content that's in the book and start pushing that out as well. So, um, you know, if I was was talking about an ideal situation and you were trying to raise your profile in terms of what it is that you know and prior to the book coming out, I would be looking at trying to get out there, I don't know, up to three months earlier.
2: Okay, that's a long time. It is a long
1: time, but it'll take time. Like if you manage to get something... If you want to get something in a magazine for when your book is being launched and it's a monthly magazine, you need to go out three or four months earlier anyway to hit that date because they're working that far ahead with their magazines. So, um, and, then, and then to just start building up some of that um, expert profile kind of stuff mm. will really help you when the book comes out, apart from anything else, because you'll know journalists that are interested in that topic. And so you can start wording them up. My book will be out soon. I'll send you a copy um, yeah. and maybe hit the people that do really want to do it and we'll do a review on it or we'll use your content
2: yeah um Bronwyn, just back to you for a second do you um did you have um, much opportunity for media to you know get in touch with you did you have um, you know course from stations did you did you push the media side yet or are you still building up to that um i missed a webinar i um zoom meeting with
0: jules yesterday (laughs) (laughs) we've we've set it up
1: again though bronwyn so it's fine (laughs)
0: um so um i actually did i I did do some prior to um i can usually get on the abc radio here locally so i did that twice in the lead up um i did send out some other uh, media releases didn't really get picked up um but Now, with the help of my good friend, Jules, we're going to smash it.
1: We are. We are. And there's so much. I mean, all of you as authors are in a really positive position when it comes to PR because you've got so much content. You've already written it. You've already got your chapter headings. And my big thing that I always say to authors is take your chapter headings and start writing media releases (laughs) Like a synopsis of each chapter using the heading, because that'll be great for your SEO. And also, it's totally relevant to what it is that you're doing. But um, yeah,
0: can't remember. One more thing. I actually did, Jules, Jules has a service whereby you spend um, a couple of hours with Jules talking through this whole process, but then you spend four hours with a real live journalist, well, on Zoom um talking through you know angles on the book and i uh, jules actually warned this that sometimes you'll come up with a completely different angle and that's exactly what happened in my time with with adam we came up with two media releases both with completely different angles that i had not even thought of so they're the ones that jules and i are going to start with when we start next week yeah
2: that's so um Just going back to this this formula um, that we use. So one of the big things is that that once you've decided how you're going to launch, and you do have to spend a significant amount of time planning it ahead of time. And one of the things that Bronwyn did amazingly well was that she had this incredible series of um, Trello board cards, Trello boards, with cards all about everything that needed to be done, you know, who was going to be doing what, when they were going to be doing it. So Project Management Plus was incredible to see that all been unfolding. But however you decide to project manage it, it does need to be done well in advance. And... You've also got to think about which tools you're going to use, like, so for example, for us, the, the critical ones are Canva and Book Brush for doing memes and images that say this is where the book is, this is how it's available, this is where you can also put your uh, review comments and quotes and things and make sure that people know, hey, this is the book, this is where it is, it's now available, et cetera, or available for pre-order. We also, as a um, critical point, use Publisher Rocket to make sure that we've got the right keywords, the right search terms, the right categories, the right everything, so that when we're doing the upload, all of that has already been done, and we know exactly when, where, how, all of the, the questions or all of the search terms that people are using around that particular topic or that particular book. Eventbrite is a must if you're doing an event, whether it's a live one or an online one, because that way you get people, um, You can you can... You send them to the right landing pages. You can send them to the right information um, if you're going to be doing something special and they can log in, they can sign up, they can you know, pay their money. Obviously, Eventbrite, if you're not familiar with Eventbrite, have a good look at that. And then we also make sure we've got e-speakers in a Telfi um, because we like to make sure that um, authors are profiled as speakers or as presenters. Um, so all of these things are part of the toolkit that we go through. Um, And then basically, once you've done your event, then it's a matter of rinse and repeat. You just keep going back to social media. You keep going back as if you're kind of redoing another live or another pre-launch phase and just keep reminding people in waves to get busy and get your book. And that first 90 days of launch time is so critical for the book industry. So um, Amazon's Algorithms are all really well set up to make sure that they capitalize on that first 90 days. If they see sustainable and relevant activity around your book and your book topic, then they will continue to promote it and push it and keep it elevated um, within the book sales system. If your book launches and you have like 50 sales on one day and they're all free um, and then nothing happens for like four weeks, you're kind of missing the point on what that process is all about. So Amazon will basically say, yeah, kind of all their family and, you know, big Greek wedding family size, everyone bought the book for the first day because it was free, but yeah, nothing else. So then you've kind of lost that opportunity. But that first 90 days, if you are rinsing and repeating that process and you are also doing good PR, you are most likely to get, um, you know, good radio um, or TV interviews um, getting featured in media, um, so again, kind of really, it's not just a get it up to that point and then it's done, you just kind of keep needing to redo that over that first three to four months. Um, jo Hassan is on the call, you know, her book was um, live, um, sorry, was elevated up to that first uh, top, top sales level for, I think, six months, it was sitting up at around the top five constantly, because things were constantly happening with that book. And I think even a year later, it was still sitting up in the top 20 a lot of the time and still currently coming up. So, you know, when you get the rhythm right and you get the activity happening really well, then this works incredibly well. And then, of course, you move back on to, you know, what are you doing about your workshops? Are you Are speaking? Are you sending your book out to people to make sure that you get those opportunities to speak and get in front of audiences? Um, and planning how you're going to, um, you know have the the ability to get in front of people and what you're going to charge and whether you're going to give the book as part of your fee for speaking or whether you're going to do it as part of a workshop series whether you're going to turn it into an ebook or sorry an audio book all of the things that you want to do with your book you should be thinking about well in advance of your actual launch but you also need to be pushing all of these buttons all the way through the process and having the process mapped out. Are there any we have questions? <laughs> um, and if, I, if you want to ask any questions specifically of Bronwyn or um, Jules, feel free to, you know, come off mute and ask.
4: I was curious to, um, I, I had a question, Dixie, and that's around um, around media, just an opinion from Jules as to, she men- mentioned um, chapter headings and starting to produce synopses of your of your chapters, which are kind of handy things. And I imagine they're quite, Recyclable too, Jules. You can use them beyond media release. You can use them in your own social media, or even have some more in-depth information available on your website. Maybe that sort of. Can you talk about the uses and, and specifically, I suppose how how powerful do you think the interview medium is? So, if you were to present that information out to your adoring public, um, would you have it in an interview interview format? So, for example, you know like Dave placeholder interviewer asks Bronwyn a set of three or four prepared questions and Bronwyn responds to those is there does that have a uh, what are the more powerful mediums in in uh, in media do you think in publicity
1: okay so in inter- launch time <laughs> interview wise rhythm
4: pre-launch yeah
1: yeah so look getting on radio and getting on tv is kind of fantastic for anyone because it gives you that opportunity to talk about things if you wanted to do your own interview i wouldn't be using it for pr but i'd definitely be using it for social media so i probably wouldn't uh well i mean as as part of a a package of information you could send a journalist an interview but most of them you've got to capture their attention in two or three seconds you know two or three sentences but certainly the whole point of trying to get on TV is not so much these days for the audience that will be watching the show, although that's lovely. It's because you can push it out on social media and get an opportunity if people watch it where you're explaining your book, you're explaining your expertise and you have a lot more content. So, um, so to that question about the interview technique, Dave, I would say great to do it and fantastic to push it out on social media and maybe have on your website but I don't know that I would do it specifically for a a media pitch. Um, And then to talk to your question around um, headlines. One of the things that, I mean, one of the things that you really want to do is give yourself a year of publicity. It's all well and good to have book launches and whatever, but what you really want is 30 articles published or 30 links back to your website in one form or another so if anyone googles you you've got that whole page where it's just content around you being an expert so to do that one of the great ways to do it is to use your book um, chapters and then each month or every three weeks or however frequently you want to do it you send out another media release around the expertise that you have in a chapter and you can even focus on that for the month so you know For instance, and Bronwyn, I haven't got your book handy, but let's just say you want to talk about, um, let's say you're talking about um, turning turning a a negative into a positive with a crisis. You might have examples of, you know, say the banana company. You could write that as a case study, push that out, have it on your website, push it out on social media and have a consistent kind of message going out for a month and then choose another case study or a different chapter um, topic and then push that out for a month. And that way, you'll get that 12-month spread that you ideally want in PR, what you don't really want. It's like advertising. There's no point having, you know, a little flurry of ads and then they disappear. You want that consistency so that people mm. see you in the media all the time and it starts to build that, you know, brand presence and brand awareness.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, we talk a lot about the long tail with non-fiction. You know, there is no way that a nonfiction book is going to launch and sell most of its copies of its lifetime in the first two months, which is what mostly often happens with fiction. Whereas with nonfiction, it's like you'll get a a bit of a push at the beginning, and then it might take years for you to actually accumulate the lifetime worth of sales. Um, But in particular, it'll take a year or so for it to kind of, you know, fulfill its most promising, you know, opportunities. So, uh, you know, a new cookbook or a, or a memoir by a famous person or a, um, a good novel will usually sell most of its copies within the first six months. And then after that, it's kind of a trickle off. It's quite the opposite with fiction. Um, Kate Coluccio, I'm not sure if you're um, there for a moment but I just want to talk about your book for a minute because yeah, we launched I'm listening, Dixie my internet's just really bad so no worries um off. I'm just gonna um share Kat's um thing for a moment because I want to talk a little bit about price so when you've got so we we launched um we did a pre-launch for Kat's book uh her third book in her series a couple of weeks ago and the the main thing is still building up and we're we we did the pre-launch for the kindle version only because we wanted to capitalize on a major event that she was doing worldwide. So we made sure that it was available for that. But um, the, the main part of the process is that the print book won't be available for still another couple of weeks. And the main real push is really happening in about two or three weeks time. But what we did with her book, is the third one that launched was the 21 hacks and the one on the pink, uh, sorry, red um, title. But earlier, over the last couple of years, she's launched the the first two. Now, when we did this in the last couple of weeks, what we did was we made sure that the first book is now seen as a loss leader to make sure people can be directed into the other books. It's the series. And we've also made it that these are part of a series, so people can also purchase the series. So I think the series is promoted at around about $7 for the whole series which is still um, in keeping with around about the price that, that we've got them listed at. So you'll see that it's 3 dollars We've got the second book at $3.99. The first book, that, uh, sorry, the, the most recent one, the normal price for that will end up being $4.99 um, as its regular price. But we've got it currently listed at the same price as the, the, the second book. Because there's a strategy around the series and when you sort of can put the, put it out there that people can have all three books, as a one purchase option and have that as the series for 7 dollars um, that's an attractive option for people as well. Dixie, can I
0: ask a question around that, please? Sure. Um, I can see that um, that would be a really good strategy. Um, how much control do we have over our own pricing?
2: You have a reasonable amount of control over your Kindle pricing. And you have a reasonable amount of control over your print pricing. Um, by that, I mean that you can say say what your pricing needs to be. But what Kindle will often do, and this question comes up time and time again, is that they will say, oh, look, we've got someone um, who, well, they might have someone who randomly goes and buys you know the rights or the, buys copies, and they'll put them up there as you know, maybe two or three copies that they can access for, let's say you're selling them at the um, print book at uh, let's say20 dollars. And they'll say, well I can buy it at twenty dollars, but I'm going to make it available to everyone at $45 because although that's a lot higher, I'm going to make that inclusive of um, posts and packaging. and I'm going to make it that it's available and I'm going to make the, the bulk of my money on bulk sales at you know the, the difference between this part, you know the, the, the book product and the, the packaging product. And so that's where I'm going to make my money. So you've got lots and lots of rogue people out there who will buy books and then resell them or they will um, have secondhand versions of them. So you'll always see at the bottom here under paperback, six new from 2252, which is um, actually that's pretty good. But some will say, hey, this is free delivery. This is going to include delivery here. Someone from Bahamut Media, goodness knows where they are. They are selling it um, at thirty-one dollars. Um, someone's selling it at forty-four dollars. You from Nimbus Retail, and Nimbus Retail obviously has lots of stuff that they sell, and they can deliver it. Um, whatever they're, they're just basically they're just people who go online and do Amazon selling as a particular process. You don't have the ability to control what comes up here. But what you can do is make sure people always know to go and look at the what all the options are. And when they do go to buy, that does come up for them. So it's just a, a simple education issue more than anything. So your price that you might have put, Kat, might be you know, 20, $21.95. That will be one of the prices that's on there if we look at the actual Amazon price but we don't have any control over. So Amazon US is selling at 22.52. Um, Book Depository is selling it at 25 um, through Amazon links. Um, Buy Global is selling it through there. But you you just don't have any actual control over what shows up on the screen. But always tell people to look at all of the options because whatever price you've stipulated, that will still be there. I mean, sometimes you will get a price, you know, someone saying, well, I've got, you know, uh, a secondhand version and it's available at $3.50. Again, you just have to tell people what, what to do sometimes, unfortunately. Supplementary question.
0: When you are talking about bundling um, Kat's books as a series, is it possible to do that with someone else's books? Um, I asked because I've recently aware, been made aware of another author in brisbane and i met with him um recently who's written the government equivalent of that like
2: okay. and it would be a perfect box set um mm, not as far as i know you could do certain things to kind of um uh, like for example if you did a revised edition each and you put a foreword from each other and you therefore put each other as contributing authors so you each showed up as being able to say this book is also available um, in comparison you know in conjunction with that there's certain ways you could do it but it's probably but random yeah I think that's the only way you could probably do it but I'd have to think that through a bit further yeah so um does anyone have any more questions about that? Can this? I
0: just ask sure. on, that, on that one? Would yeah. you not
2: be
1: able to just create a new product? So Bronwyn creates a new product in her Amazon store that's the two books and it just goes in as a new product and the same thing with the other author. So you'd be pushing it out as your own on your own sort of page as you as the author, but say bonus book or whatever you might do as a, as a new product that you could upload? Sorry, and I and of course I know nothing about Amazon, but I just sort of wanted to ask that question.
2: No, not because no, you couldn't do that because of the ISBN number issues. So so the book would already be listed. And if you then turn around and have the exact same book listed as um yeah, no, I don't think that would work. Right. I don't it's think that would Surely work. both. um you could sell the other author's book on your website and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that on yeah. your website. Yeah. yeah.
0: We are going to do that, and we're going to do some joint workshops. And, And, yeah. and, you do, and Bronwyn, you could do
1: some joint publicity. Um, yeah, yeah. The two books are, are great because any journalist is going to love the fact that there's two of you, mm. um, and, and it just gives them kind of, you know, a broader spectrum of experts to include in an article.
2: And that's actually a really good point as well, is that when you are doing your media... And even doing your launch, if you find someone who's got a book that's similar to yours or in the same vein or targeted to the same people um, and, you know, it's launch time, as as you said before, Bronwyn, you can do a launch at any point after the book comes out anyway. You can always do a combined um, book launch concept online or in person um, and have both of you featuring with each other, um, asking or talking to each other about your respective books and what the similarities or the um, or the differences are, and then just making that you've got a landing page that goes to both of your books jointly. So you could do things like that, and and as Jules said, you know having having people able to interview you both. So for a joint, um, you know, podcast or a joint interview opportunity on radio, for example, about the same topic, um, I, you know, so you're kind of aligning yourself.
4: Could, than- I, could I suggest also, Dixie? Sorry to interrupt. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I've noticed a lot of authors tend to overlook is the is the SEO and the um, stacking power of Amazon reviews.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So if you're able to, and and that was. Probably my first thought, Bronwyn, that something you could you could you guys could do now is that you could actually write reviews for each other's each other's mm-hmm. book. And the other the other thing that um, people don't always take advantage of is that you can upload a video as part of your review on Amazon. So yes, it's and and what happens as a result of that is that Amazon will absolutely push you in the search ranking. So if people are searching about your top your topic your category of book or whatever, then if you have video, a number of video reviews from from customers, affiliates, associates, all that sort of stuff, then it actually bumps you up quite high in the rankings. Mm. Something I read some time ago and, and it gives you a, a media-rich kind of potential experience. And as we all know, like when you're thinking about buying a book, we'll, we'll, I'll always go to the reviews first just to see what other people thought about it, Yeah. just as, a, just as a something you could do right now.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I bang on about this all the time. Go and give a review to someone else today as an author, because authors starve if we don't have reviews. So if you just make a point once a week of just even going and reviewing each other's books throughout this tribe, just go and do reviews and encourage everybody to review your book. Now I know too, that, um, Amazon is incredibly frustrating at times because unless you've spent a certain amount, or unless you you're a verified purchase, or unless you, uh, or if you, you get kicked off the or the review gets taken down if you ch- if it turns out to be that you know the the person that's reviewed your book is your mother, um, there are those challenges. But at the same time, the more reviews you do, the more reviews you have, the more successful your books will collectively be and individually be. So. Yeah. Reviews are really powerful, especially at launch time. So again, you know, going back to the pre-launch phase, um, getting those reviews and getting people to review your book, that those reviews then go into your Amazon listing and your, um, in the other part of the page, uh, you know, where, where you do it through Author Central, those are powerful. Um, getting people talking about your book, getting those reviews put onto memes that go onto your social media. Um, you know, hey, this book was the best thing since sliced bread, said Dave Stokes, author of or you know, whatever this, the, the position is that that, you know, that reviewer has. Um, those things make a difference. If someone loves your book, then make sure they tell people about it. And if they tell you about it and you can get them to say, yes, absolutely, you can use that quote, then put it on a Facebook Joe Hassan was did some amazing um, versions of that when she first uh, launched her book and she also Joe you also had some great video reviews on Amazon and I think that that's a big part of why your book was so sustainably long term sitting up on those bestseller lists because there's constant activity and Amazon like Google and all of those they love good relevant constant activity. Anything else, yes, and also ran, they don't care anymore, but they'll get in behind things that are obviously relevant and interesting and showing them to be performing. So that's always really valuable to do. So if you do nothing else today, boys and girls, go please give a review to an author. (laughs) And, um, And if you've got any more questions or you want to have a chat about your actual, um, uh, reviewing process or your launched ideas or whatever and you want to have a chat with Jules or you want to have a chat with Bronwyn or Kat or me or um, just you know reach out and uh, and we'll walk you through it oh and one other thing if you are redoing a book if you are repositioning a book yes that is a good reason to do another launch if you are revising an old version and you're kind of making it you know a really big deal then make it a big deal you know Sing out loud, reach for the stars, fire rockets in the air, do whatever it takes to get people looking at what you're doing. Yes. I hope that was really helpful for everyone. Um, It's always fun doing these, and especially when there's such good engaging conversation. So thank you for your questions, everyone, as well. And um, yeah, if you've got any more that you want to kind of hang around and have a quick chat about, feel free to do that. I'm going to bring this officially to an end if there's no more questions and stop the
4: recording. Can I just say a quick congratulations to Bronwyn just feeding back on uh, the presentation of her, of her book package. So I received quite a few books through the mail which come with very plain cardboard with a book inside and, you know, in a daggy sort of, you know, seven kilo Australia, three kilo Australia, Australia Post bag. But Bronwyn, you open it up and it's, it's all tied together in a lovely ribbon. And I did notice the paper and and it was a more generous feeling experience, Brom. It was more more like Christmas than um, you know than a pair of socks on Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: did, I did that too, and I think Brom. I I had mine in pink with a pink ribbon, and um I think Bromwyn's the only other person that's put as much much effort into mm. into. know, gifting books as as I did and still do when I put Mm. mine in the mail they also they do still come with a pink ribbon and cellophane and pink wrapping and I just make
1: a suggestion as well because um, and I get loads and loads of books but somebody uh, this is just an idea for any of you doing it next time instead of a bookmark for one of the books I got I got um, a, a fridge magnet And Mm. I just wonder whether putting one of those instead means somebody will stick it up on their fridge and it'll be there for a lot longer. I just thought that was a clever idea. Um, And the the other um, really great book launch I've been to recently was um, for a woman up in Brisbane, Annette Densham. I don't know if anyone knows her, but what she did was she combined an entertainment thing. So she had stand-up comedians and also sold her, tickets probably five months in advance, which I thought was ridiculous at the time. But she had a hundred very engaged people at her um at her book launch event. So just as an idea, maybe you know, if you do want to do a real life one, to um bundle it up with some kind of entertainment that's not necessarily business like, but that Mm. will get people engaged and and having fun. I just thought that was a really clever idea.
2: Anyway yeah, that's a great idea. Did she did she charge people to go to it? Did she you charged, say that she sold tickets? She so she charged $30 a ticket,
1: which was just for the event. And then it was something like $45 a ticket to get the book as well. And she set up the signing desk and signed it for everyone. Yeah. But it was just a lot of buzz. And because she had got some stand-up comedians, they all talked about her. So yeah. it was just this great way of um, engaging the audience without getting up and talking about yourself in quite the same way.
2: That's a fantastic idea. Um, uh, Some of you may know this. My previous career history 20 years ago was as a promotional products specialist. So I've done a couple of books on the power of promotional products. It was actually my first book was that. Um, And um, so I've just done a revised version or a condensed version of that book, which is on our Indie Experts library. And literally, that's about how to do things like buy Your magnets or what kind of magnets or what sort of budget to to put towards promotional products the power of using really funny and interesting or standout direct mail um, and you know that includes snail mail so there's a whole lot of stuff in there that you know you can tap into go and grab it's it's actually on the, the library free as a download so just go and grab that if you're looking for those kind of ideas um but yeah that's that's a huge industry and you can become quite overwhelmed if you go to one of the showrooms for those kind of companies, so or even just on their online catalogue. But you know, when you've got a bit of knowledge about how to do that well as well, that can just make such a difference. But yeah, that's that's my fun playground.
1: Um, Dixie, I don't know whether Dave has told this story, but um, a, a few years ago I was doing a PR accelerator event and we had an author in there that had written a book about first home buyers. And what had happened to her, which is a beautiful situation, was that ANZ Bank had come to her and said, we would like to give a copy of your book to every single person that buys um, a property in the month of October. But they came to her in August and wow. she couldn't get, um, I think they needed 250000 She couldn't get those copies done in time and sent through. So at the event we were talking about what else can you do because obviously you don't want to let that kind of a deal go past, and I just just to, to your promotional products idea, um, what we suggested to her was that if she had the audio book, that she would be able to replicate that on a USB really easily, and USBs yeah. come in all sorts of shapes and forms, and mm-hmm. what we thought with her was to get a beautiful. Um, uh, USB in the shape of a key, a house key. Put wow. it in a lovely gift box, and then for the events and anything else as a gift, she would have this gift box that says the key to your first home. And inside, oh, that's wonderful a USB. And I just thought, don't for all of you, particularly if you want to do sort of bulk. If there's opportunities for you to get your book out in bulk, do think about getting audiobooks and USBs because USBs come in just about every shape and form these days and there might be an opportunity for you to gift like loads of them the other thing is in PR um, giving things away is always you know a great opportunity to get coverage and potentially you could go to a magazine or something in your area and say um, you know you know for anyone who subscribes we can do a gift this month month and give them something like a USB in a box a gift box. Mm. Anyway, that's
0: a up. brilliant idea, yeah. I love that USB in a gift box idea because I, I've gone to so much trouble to package this and it sort of feels like a bit of a fraud just to, you know, get a file or an email with a... With yeah, a,
1: that's right. You, you need something to kind of make it a bit more gifty. So yeah. I, I think that that's, um, yeah, it's just something that all of you should consider, particularly if you want to get, you know, if you're doing talks, you might not want to give 50 books out into the audience on people's desks. But you could probably do a $5 USB. So it's just an idea.
2: That's a brilliant idea. Bernie, you know, doing things around, you know, that would be amazing for your book, especially when you're talking with that company at the moment about the potential of getting um, some involvement. Um, One of the authors that i dealt with in New Zealand a few years ago had um, a book that was all about life is for living, and it was for over 50-year-olds. And so we ended up talking to an insurance company, and they not only um, ordered thousands of copies, but sent him or paid for him to go around the country on, um, on a speaking tour, talking about the things that he was talking about in his book from an insurance perspective and from a live longer, live better kind of perspective. And this is going back 15 years, so what 12 years. So, you know, there was a lot less about that sort of thing than what there is now. Um, but they also got involved in making sure that everybody who turned up had product that was in relation to the book and in relation to John's um, presentations that they could give to people to then take home and then have another further conversation with their partners and things. It was really powerful. So there's a lot you can do with promotional products with books and, and various topics. So yeah. So yeah, the sky's the limit. You can do anything. And, um, you know, it's all about, you know, getting leverage on your book after you've done the book. So getting people to know what you're doing, getting some um, really good spotlights on, on your content and on you and making sure that everybody knows it. So, but planning well ahead is the key. So there you go, folks. So much fun when we have these conversations. It's always so lovely to hear what everyone has to say in the questions. Thank you so much um and we'll be gathering again next week for more of the same and also just to remind you all that next week we have got the first of a a new program which is a series of how to sorry it's not a series um we're doing a three-hour workshop free for anyone who wants to write a book um, that is enabling us to test some really interesting theories out about marketing of um, online programs and selling online programs, and I'm um, taking content from um, one point into a um, workshop or into a, a program. And so, if you've got any friends that you know need to wa- or want to buy, or sorry, want to write a book, and they want to commit to two or three hours of actually let's figure this stuff out and learn a lot more about what goes on behind the scenes of writing a book, let them know about it, and um, I will. Uh, send the link out to that in the, um, on the Facebook page. So that's all happening next week. So that's what's happening in our world. Anyway, um, oh, the other thing too is that Ali and I as part of that are doing, and, and Kat, um, are doing a lot of work around testing and refining Facebook advertising. And so we've been learning a lot of extra stuff around that lately. And so we're doing a lot of refining of the testing so that, again, when books come out, um, what we're finding is that Amazon advertising is not as effective as it used to be. And so we're now switching back to looking really closely at what you can do to promote your book when it comes out on Facebook and um, Instagram. So we're doing a lot of testing around that too. So stay tuned and we'll kind of come back to you on how that works and what, what we've learned. So all good. Hey, everyone have a fantastic Thursday and uh, we will catch up with you all soon. Thank you that was Bye. great. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
1: Well that's one more flag on the map clearly identified. For extra author resources to make your journey even more enjoyable and stress-free, visit www.indiexperts.com.au. You can locate us on all our social media platforms by just searching for Indie Experts. Join Dixie and Anne next time for more navigating
2: the journey of sharing expertise through publishing books that work harder.